Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. going to throw, looks to the left side, throws now over the top, that is complete, across the 15 to the 10, touchdown Eskimos, Bryant Mitchell. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams, this is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos, 630 Chad. It's been interesting following the fortunes of the Eskimos' next opponent over the last few days. They lost by 59 points in Calgary. They have uh, stayed in Calgary to get ready for the game on the brick field at Commonwealth Stadium Friday night. And today, a massive brawl at Tiger Cats practice. We'll have more on that as we move along throughout the evening. Plenty of hockey talk today, as well as Oilers past and present, gathering at the Oil Country Championship Celebrity Pro-Am at Wind a bit of a rainy day, but uh, you'll hear some of those comments coming up very soon here on Inside Sports. Thank you for joining us. It's 6.07. My name is Reed Wilkins. Also uh, ahead, we'll uh, profile one of the golfers who will be playing in the Oil Country Championship, Jamie Sedlowski, who's a former teammate of Mark Letestu when they were both Bonneville Pontiacs. Letestu stayed with the hockey route. Sedlowski went to the long drive pro golf route, so we'll get his story. It is a pretty interesting one. We'll have uh, a little few more notes on the Edmonton Eskimos as uh, we're looking at no Trayvon Van, no Sean White at practice. Uh, you know, you know they've been placed on the one-game injured list, and uh, neither King practiced today. Ryan nor Neal on the field, so the Eskimos continue to have to uh, find fill-ins. Looks like Ladarius Perkins will be the running back against Hamilton on Friday. They have signed Marion Grice back to the roster. He had four touchdowns in uh, the preseason. Rakeem Yates signed as a defensive end as well. So that's your latest on the green and gold who did practice inside today. Also, uh, the Tour of Alberta is back for year five, and Edmonton will get two of the four stages in that prestigious cycling race. We'll have the details on that later on tonight. And really looking forward to meeting Melanie Harris, who's going to be in studio at 7.30. Uh, She's going to the Invictus Games in Toronto in about six weeks, so she'll fill us in on her very compelling and uh, somewhat difficult journey to get to the Invictus Games. You can reach me. At any time, by texting 630-630, the open line number 780-496-0063. Email insidesports at 630ched.com. Follow me on Twitter at Reid Wilkins, R-E-I-D, Wilkins like Dominique, and there is no relation. So... Connor McDavid, as you probably heard, the Edmonton Oilers captain, Hart Trophy, 
Art Ross Trophy, an outstanding second season in the NHL. You know, he's still 20 years old, and the comparisons are inevitable, though perhaps not always appropriate given that eras change in hockey and point totals change and all that kind of stuff. But the comparison certainly will be there to Wayne Gretzky, who, uh, uh, you know, at 19 was a Hart Trophy winner, a top scorer in the NHL. I mean, he has numerous awards to his name. So Gretzky today uh, addressing the media at the Oil Country Championship, and I asked him about McDavid's big contract and what lies ahead for the young man, and he had a very interesting response. He's unreal. He's just a wonderful young man, and uh, I told him when he signed that he deserved every penny that he got. He, he's worked hard since he was a young child, and his parents should be very proud of how they've raised him. He was uh, guided tremendously in the right direction. He's brought an energy here to not only the National Hockey League, but obviously to the fans of Edmonton. He's a special, unique player. And like I was at 20, 21 years old, until you get to that next level of winning a Stanley Cup, um, uh, like Mark and I had to do and Paul Coffey, Kevin Lowe, um, you're not comparable to a guy like Sidney Crosby. He's got three Stanley Cups, he's got a couple Olympic golds, but Connor's only 20, he's gonna get to that. And so once he gets to that, and once he starts knocking those things off the chart, uh, he's going to go to another level. But I just happen to think that he's a really wonderful young man, and it shows his commitment. He wanted to stay in Edmonton. He signed the eight-year extension. Um, I know the Oilers are really proud to have him, and the city's excited to see him play each and every night. All right, so there's the great one talking about a great one and other great ones, though there is only one great one, obviously. But, but I loved how Gretzky framed that, and, and obviously very complimentary to Connor McDavid. His attitude, his work ethic, telling him he's worth every penny of the $100 million eight-year contract extension he signed about a month ago, and that'll kick in for next year. So McDavid's still going into the final year of his entry-level contract. But as Gretzky put it, until you get to the level of winning a Stanley Cup, you're not comparable to a guy like Sidney Crosby. Individual-wise, point-wise, individual trophy-wise, okay, sure. You can say who has this many of this, how many times has this guy led the league, all that kind of stuff. Uh, But Gretzky's saying that you can't, have McDavid in that Crosby conversation until he leads the team to the ultimate victory. And I think that's what Gretzky was ultimately all about when he was an Oiler and then obviously played in other cities before his career ended. And that's what most people are going to tell you that McDavid is all about, that the individual stuff is fine, but he wants to win. He wants to make his teammates better. He wants to support his teammates. But it, but it is interesting to me that Gretzky f- just kind of flat out framed it that way because the comparisons are going to be inevitable. I mean, you'll talk to some people who say, you know, McConnor McDavid already is the face of the NHL or is the best player in the NHL. You have other people who will say, no, Crosby's a better individual player. He, he has a, he, you know, he has a more mature game, even though he didn't get the points McDavid gets or, or whatever. Gretzky simplifying it there. That if you're, if you're really going to be compared to Sidney Crosby, you have to start winning major championships Olympic, you know, McDavid's obviously not going to have a chance, at least in 2018, to win Olympic gold. But you're going to have to take the team to the Stanley Cup. You're going to have to elevate national teams. I mean, maybe, you know, McDavid's obviously going to get to play in World Cups. Maybe he will be in the Olympics someday. But for Gretzky there is that's where he's setting the bar. And who else really are you going to listen to when it comes to setting the bar? So interesting stuff there from uh, Wade Gretzky, and who was talking uh, golf today as well. And 
I, I find it very compelling. Gretzky, his son-in-law is Dustin Johnson, who uh, is still obviously in the process of a great golf career, finally won a major championship by winning the 2016 U.S. Open after losing the 2015 U.S. Open on the final hole by three-putting. He had a putt to win, had a putt to tie to uh, force the playoff, and then obviously uh, sank the final one, the tap-in that uh, cemented him losing the tournament to Jordan Spieth. Uh, that was at the the goofy course there, Chambers Bay by Seattle. But you know, Gretzky spoke about how Johnson dealt with that disappointment, and it's pretty interesting stuff. But Gretzky was also asked just, you know, being around Johnson and seeing the drive of a professional golfer. The one thing about sports is whether you're a hockey player or tennis player, golfer, uh, baseball player, to get to an elite level and to get to that pinnacle, you have to be, A, dedicated, you have to have great work, th- work ethic, and you have to want it. And you you got to be want to be under the microscope. You want to have the puck in Game 7. You want to have that putt to win the U.S. Open. So I understood that. Just that I'm a little bit closer to it now, and I I see it on a daily basis. Um, You know, we play a lot together, and and, uh, our friends and where we belong in L.A. and in Idaho, we play seven, eight of us with Dustin, and just he truly enjoys the game, um, and he loves to play every day. You know, I love what Gretzky said there. If 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 you want to be the best, you want to have the puck on your stick in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final. You want to have the putt to U.S. Open. And, it's, you know, it's the same thing Michael Jordan said several years ago. He goes, I, I missed more potential game-winning shots than I made, but people remember the ones I made, and I wanted the ball, and my teammates wanted me to have the ball with, with time ticking and the game on the line, or the season on the line, or the championship on the line. I mean, who can remember, you know, Jordan's shot against Utah, right, to, to win that championship. So, you know, Gretzky understands that the really elite guys, don't, they don't shy away from those moments. They embrace those moments, and they truly want those moments. And Dustin Johnson had that moment in 2015 and quite frankly he blew it on the 72nd green of the u.s open and gretzky remembers what it was like seeing johnson go through that yeah it was tough because um listen um these guys work really hard and and each one of them works hard and you want them to be successful especially the people that you know and family members and you know it's like my dad watching game seven of the stanley cup finals like you want your son to win um it was tough, it was difficult, and I was telling the story to a couple of buddies yesterday. We flew from Seattle after he missed the putt to Idaho to our cottage and spent, he spent 21 days there. He played golf for 21 straight days, and I remember saying to a friend, if I lost game seven in the Stanley Cup final, I wasn't gonna go play pickup hockey with a bunch of players who can't play. Um, so for him to get out and play with us, who are average players at, at best, uh, just shows his passion and I told him when he left town at that point in time I said you know you love to play and if you love to play you're going to go to that next level and one day you will win and fortunately he did win finally in Pittsburgh. Alright so that's Wayne Gretzky on Dustin Johnson and yes he wins uh, the U.S. Open Oakmount 2016 and I, I think Johnson is uh, you know a very powerful player with an incredible amount of talent who's, who I think he'll win more majors I don't know how many there's a pretty competitive field if you look at Spieth, McElroy, Day, Fowler all those types of guys who could all step up and play well but uh it, it, I, I love that story how he loses the u.s open and then plays you know basically golf 
I don't, I don't know if recreational is the right word because if you're a pro and you're at that level, I think you're always working on stuff, but goes out and plays with quote-unquote average golfers or worse for the next three weeks straight. And Gretzky said, if I lost a huge game, I wouldn't go play pickup hockey with guys who were way worse than me. But Johnson had that drive and that passion to keep doing it even in the face of horrible failure. So some interesting stuff from Wayne Gretzky today. You can get more on 630Ched.com. The Blue Jays are underway in Chicago. They have already jumped out to a one nothing lead in the top of the first. Still ahead, you're going to hear from Bob Nicholson. He had uh, a few interesting comments today. A little bit from Oilers goaltender Cam Talbot and uh, Craig Simpson with a couple of cool comments as well as we move along. It is 617 Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio, 630Ched. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630Ched. All right, 620. So yeah, I was uh, at Windermere today. Heard some of the uh, Gretzky tape I got. Went to the uh, Tour of Alberta press conference. You'll hear some of that a little bit later on. Was uh, driving around listening to old uh, Stoffer. He's still got that uh, crazy hockey show, noon to two every day. They call it Oilers now. I was stunned how many uh, trade proposals Bob was getting involving Leon Dreisaitl, who will not be traded, certainly in the near future, by the Edmonton Oilers who will get a new contract. I don't know when it's going to be. It might be right before training camp. It might be during training camp, but it will happen. He's not going to sign an offer sheet. He's going to be an oiler. Uh, but, man, all of a sudden people are like, well, trade Leon for Leon for this, Leon for this guy. Let's just, why don't we just, here's an idea. Why don't we just keep good players on our respective teams? Everybody okay with that? I think that's a great idea. Just keep them. What's wrong with that? Just a crazy suggestion. You can text 63630, the phone number 7804960063. Okay, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, talk more about that later on. Later on this year, as I'm talking about, not later on this show. Uh, Oilers goaltender Cam Talbot, father of twins, that was a big story early in the Oilers season. And uh, he's from Ontario, but now. Spending his summer living in Edmonton. Talbot living in Edmonton full-time. Yeah, I mean, we've been able to take in a few concerts, a couple festivals and stuff like that. So, I mean, Edmonton's uh, a lot different in the summertime than it is in the winter. You see a lot more people out on the street walking around when it's uh, when it's nice weather out. So, I mean, it's been fun. It's been nice to be at home and, and spend some time with the kids as well and watch them grow. So, uh, I'm just taking it all in right now and uh, not thinking too far ahead. All right, Talbot. He's going to play a lot again. Right now, Laurent Brassois is his backup, who uh, did a capable job after replacing Jonas Gustafsson, who did not do a capable job as the Oilers' backup. You know, Cam Talbot led the league in appearances, played 73 games for the Oilers, seven more than the uh, goaltender with the next most appearances. That was Anderson from the Maple Leafs. Uh had obviously a, a career year because it was really his first full year as a as a very good NHL goaltender. Talbot finished fourth in the Vesna Trophy voting, if you remember that. He also got one fifth-place vote for the Hart Trophy, by the way. Uh, Sergei Bobrovsky won the Vesna Trophy. Holtby was second. Carey Price was third. And Talbot was fourth. This is voting done uh, by the NHL general managers. 
So, I mean, Bobrovsky, for instance, was named on all 30 ballots. He got 25 first-place votes, four second, one third. Talbot, by comparison, was named on nine ballots. He got a one first-place vote, two seconds, and, and six thirds. And, you know, when, when I look at that, and, you know, it's, just, it's one of those discussions where it's like, you know, if you, you, know, you want the Stanley Cup, like we were talking about earlier with the Gretzky comment about McDavid. You want the Stanley Cup. That's what you're going to be more than re, remembering about which players on your team won individual awards. But having said that, you're Oilers fans. You want as many awards for the Oilers as possible. I didn't think Talbot was the Vesna Trophy winning. I, I was fine with Bobrovsky winning, certainly fine with Holtby being second. And I said it before, and I'll say it again. Carey Price, who is an excellent goaltender, who has had an excellent career. And I, I still wonder, well, you know, Crosby's now won two, the last two Stanley Cups and the last two Conn Smythes. But prior to that, I really thought there was some legitimate debate about who was the best player from the 2005 draft. But anyway, I'm digressing on a digression. Um, I'm digressed squared. But I really thought Carey Price got reputation votes. I, I, I really thought Carey Price, and I know you know I know it's the general manager, so they're watching a ton of tape and, and ton of games. I really thought Carey Price finishing third was a reputation vote. Well, he's been good for a long time, so he must be third. I mean, Devin Dubnik got fifth in the voting. I also thought he had a better year than Carey Price. Identical save percentage, but you know you talk about goalie value to your team. I I I, I would have put, you know. To me, it would have been Bobrovsky, Holtby, Talbot, and Dubnik very close, then Price. Maybe I'm splitting hairs, but I, I did think Talbot kind of got maybe maybe a, a little bit dissed. Maybe got some shade thrown on him by not being in the finalist. I, I asked Talbot if he uh, paid attention to the Vesna votes when they were released. A few people sent it to me. It's hard not to not to see that, but I mean, um, anytime you're you're even mentioned in, in a group of players like that, it's pretty special. So, I mean, I'm just going to go out there uh, and just try to play my game again next year and and uh, not think about that too much. I mean, that's obviously, uh, like you said, a special group of three that were in front of me there. So, um, obviously, um, would have loved the nod, but you understand the guys that are in front of you. And as for that workload, which Talbot was asked about regularly throughout last year, well, bring it on again. I feel okay to do it again next year. I like playing every game. I feel like I just feel like getting a groove, and I feel more comfortable and confident when I'm in there instead of taking days off. So, I mean, if, if they want me to play more, I'll play more. We'll talk a little bit about the Oilers' continuity. Talbot will have a comment on that. And there could be maybe a new defenseman in there. This uh, a V2 guy was signed from the New Jersey Devils, but... You know, seven defensemen back from last season, even though one's going to be injured to start the year. And Bob Nicholson will talk about the upcoming UFC. And what about a milestone boxing card at Rogers Place? Could that be in the cards? Featuring Edmonton's own Jelena Mergenovic. All coming up inside sports on 630 Chet. This is Mike Riley from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Mike Riley and the Eskimos practicing indoors today. They were visited by the EPS dogs who uh, usually make an annual visit to Oilers and Eskimo practices. So that was a little distraction for the team today as they get ready to take on the Cats. I, I don't know. The EPS dogs might be able to beat the Hamilton Tiger Cats. 
Oh, there's something you don't want to say. Yeah, if the Eskimos lose, everybody's going to be quoting that next week. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the fight the Tiger Cats had at practice today, later on tonight. Eskimos and Tiger Cats, don't forget, on 6.30, Chet, on Friday, 6 o'clock for the countdown to kick off, 7.30 for the actual start of the game. Then... Two Thursday away games for the Eskimos, August 10th at Ottawa, August 17th at Winnipeg. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks for tuning in. Inside Sports on 630. Chad, just a, a quick little uh, non-sports topic here. I, during, the, during the break there, I was Googling anniversary gifts by year because uh, today, Bob and Louise Wilkins, my wonderful parents, celebrating their 47th wedding anniversary. 47 years of marriage and I thought and I I, I just I, I I don't know I don't know what you guys are like or if uh, many of you have parents who have been married you know to me that's a that's a pretty long marriage it reaches a point where what do you get them I mean they don't need a, a toaster or you know or, or whatever like pillows I don't even I, I'm just at a loss at this point I mean I used I used to have ideas for my parents anniversary like it's one of those things like most things as you gain experience you get better at it seems to me buying gifts for my parents i get worse at having ideas as i get older um and because i know if i did something uh like extravagant like you got them a trip or something they they would just be upset that that i you know i i spent more than 20 dollars on them so you reach a point where it's like i don't know i don't know what to get them so today's their anniversary. So I am I am taking them out for dinner tonight using a gift card that I that I gave them for Christmas. So they're like, well, let's 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 go here. Well, that's that's my mom. My dad would my dad doesn't say much. He just usually nods. I'm oh well, let's just go to that place. You got us you got us that gift card for our anniversary or for Christmas. Let's just go there. I'm like, okay, well go there, mom. So. I don't know what to get them. So I Googled uh, anniversary gifts by year, and uh, 47 has nothing. So that didn't help. After, like, they, they have annual gifts for, you know, every year up to 30, and then it's just like, yeah, just do every five. So 45 was the uh, Sapphire anniversary. 50 is the Gold anniversary. Uh, and then 55 is Emerald. And uh, 60 is diamond. So no specific gift for the uh, 47th anniversary. Someone texting in, why not give them pictures? Uh, you know what? I did that actually for one of their anniversaries. Like I got one of those picture books made where you go on a, a website and you can, you know, you pick the format of the pages and you can drag pictures in and then you submit it and they print the book and mail it to you. And then you give them that for their anniversary. So I already went down that road. So I feel like, uh, you know, I, we don't have that many new pictures. I think it was four or five years ago I did that. So we don't have that many new pictures. So that, that's a good suggestion. You could just give the, the, the pictures. Maybe I could just maybe do a comic book. I could, I could draw it myself. I don't know. So anyway, uh, 47 years. That's, a, that's a, like when they were married. So what is that? 1970, they were married. There were like 12 teams in the NHL. I can tell you this, though. One thing that has not changed over those 47 years, besides my parents' love and dedication for each other, and my mom's hatred of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. As my parents' love has grown stronger, so has my mother's hatred for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Like, my mom has this, oh, this is how I'm talking. 
Oh, I just love everybody. Everybody's so great. Hey, Mom, August 25th, Eskimos play the Riders. I hate them. I want to crush them. I hate Riders fans. Get out of our stadium. Okay, Mom, what's for supper? Oh, look, there's pierogies. Okay. That's my mom. So anyway, I'm sure we'll have a nice dinner tonight. If they're still awake by the time I get home after the show. Uh... (laughs) Well, that's a good uh, suggestion, a digital picture frame, but they have one already. Another uh, texture says, get them grandkids. Something neither me nor my parents really want. So that's a horrible suggestion. I guess I could just adopt them grandkids. Can you do that? Can you, can you, can, can you adopt children but then just say i don't i don't want to raise them here they're your grandkids go raise them i don't know if you can do that that sounds quite shady anyway this is inside sports on 6 30 chet happy anniversary bob and louise your wonderful parents i'll see you later tonight 780-496-0063 you can text 630 cam talbot at the uh, oil country championship celebrity pro-am today and uh, I asked Talbot about the continuity on defense. He's going to have uh, the same guys in front of him that he did last year. I think that's huge uh, for chemistry purposes, for uh, just reasons, like you said, with, with Andre being out. Um, it's going to take a group of guys to come together and kind of fill those minutes. And, and, I mean, he played a lot of tough minutes for us last year, and it's going to be uh, a group effort to kind of fill that role until he comes back. So uh, to have the same six or seven guys back in the lineup that already know the systems, know the guys up front, and know me, and I know them, so. I mean, it's just going to be, uh, I think, a little bit easier to fill those, fill that hole uh, that he left behind uh, with the guys that were already in the room. So it's uh, looking forward to it. So Talbot, glad to have the same guys. And I got a phone call. I'm going to get to that in a second here. But I, oh, Craig Simpson was there, and he, he's uh, obviously an analyst for Hockey Night in Canada, lives in Edmonton, a former Oiler himself. He's a regular on Oilers now with Bob Stoffer during the season. And uh, he talked about the value of the Oilers having a lot of continuity this season, not just on defense, but really the whole roster. I mean, really, Eberly out and Strom in is the most significant change. You're hoping that you get, uh, you know, development from within, and you have guys that maybe have stepped into a bigger role uh, that you look for them to become even that much more of a better player uh, coming into this year. So there are times where, you know, the addition comes with experience and a bigger role for certain players. I think sometimes fans are looking, well, you got to bring a new player in or you got to bring a new look in. And I think there are times where as an organization, you have guys pegged higher up in the ladder than they were before. And so in, in their mind, it is an addition to the team, but it's by the player being a much better hockey player. So I don't think there was any real natural. I mean, the, the trade was one that uh, when you weigh that, I think it was a, a worthwhile gamble. And from, you know, the player who's coming in has got a great opportunity. And I always looked at that as a young player who got traded, you know, at 20 years old. You, you say you got now an opportunity on a good team in a good situation. To, to prove that you are a star or you are going to be a, a, a performer. All right, Craig Simpson with some thoughts there on the Oilers. And that is, I know some people don't want to hear this, 
But the Oilers are, I don't want to say banking on, but I think they strongly believe that some of the younger players will get better and can handle more responsibility. And and they didn't want to drop guys into the lineup ahead of them or or push them down in the lineup. They wanted to say, we trust you, you improved, keep going. You know, Jokinen's going to come in in a depth role. I don't know if he's going to take a lot of ice time away from anybody. I think he'll sort of fill the Pouliot role and hopefully do it a little better than Pouliot was able to do it last season. Certainly, I think he's a more diverse player, and I don't think he's going to be as frustrating a player as Pouliot was for many of you. So the Oilers are saying, all right, Benning, Nurse, Kajula, Slepeshev, you showed a little bit, let's see what you can do. And then they have the opportunity to make changes along the way if something's not working out. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Elsie on the phone line. Hi, Elsie. Hi, Reed. Uh, getting back to your um, conversation about uh, your gift, the gift for your parents. Yes. Does your mom uh, like cooking? Uh, well, yes, she does. Okay. Well, there's a new instant pot out. It's uh, made in Ottawa, I believe, and you can do everything with it. You can steam, you can pressure cook, you can everything, everything, everything. And it's about $100, and if you Googled it, maybe you could come up with that for them. Okay. Uh, now, Elsie, do you have a vested interest in this device? Like, you're not the inventor that you're trying to sell it to people, are you? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Elsie D- in Victoria, uh, her friend bought one, and she looked at my niece looked at it. She liked it, so she went out and bought it just two days ago, and she already made soup in it. And oh, it's just wonderful. Elsie, I got to say something first of all. I don't recognize your voice, so thank you for being comfortable enough to call Inside Sports and, and right. listen to the show. Yes. Elsie, um, do, do you have do you have a sense of humor? Yes, I do. Do you consider yourself you're okay with jokes that may be a little off-center? Yes. Okay, because I want to say as soon as you said instant pot, I bet you a lot of people started thinking about something else. (laughs) You know, I never looked that way. (laughs) Okay. Uh, What are are you following these days? Uh, Eskimos waiting for Oilers season? Where's your your interest? Everywhere. (laughs) Eskimos. Oilers, I'm all in it. Okay, good. Okay. Elsie, <laughs> thank you for calling. Please call any time, okay? I will. And, uh, and look that instant pot up, eh? I will. <laughs> I will for sure. Like you can throw away all your other gadgets just to keep this thing. That's how good it is. Well, it does sound interesting. Thank you very much for your call tonight, Elsie. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six. Well, that was a fun suggestion, for sure. Uh, the instant pot. I'll have to. I'll have to. I'll have to look that up for sure. By the way, this portion of the show brought to you by Action Furnace, uh, home of the fixed right or its free guarantee. You can visit actionfurnace.ca. All right, here's what we're going to do. You know, I'm going to do the Bob Nicholson thing right now, Kellen, so let's do that before we get to the break because Bob Nicholson, uh, you know, obviously the uh, vice chair of the Oilers Entertainment Group, so heavily involved in uh, bringing a lot of these uh, events to Edmonton, whether it's the Oil Country Championship, a lot of the stuff that happens at Rogers Place, and I was talking to him about the upcoming UFC 215 on September 9th. I'm totally convinced the building's going to be sold out, and it's, you know, sort of another mark... uh, 
for uh, Rogers Place. Uh, you know, get, getting the uh, big event in Canada this year. Last year was Garth Brooks. This year is UFC, and uh, you know it's a different demographic. And there's going to be a lot of rollout to this. Uh, you know, when they come in and do their promotions with the UFC, you see how big that is. So it's it's going to be a lot of fun. And you know, I've only been to one of them live in my life before, so I'm really looking forward to this. Jelena uh, is here today. She's hoping for Fight 50 in Edmonton. Maybe at Rogers Place is is. Are there any steps to that, or am I getting ahead of myself? Yeah, I was sitting and having breakfast with her, and she was throwing that at me. But uh, seriously, we have had some discussions. We haven't done anything formal on it. Uh, we're waiting. You know, she just finished her 49th fight, and. We're going to see if there's an opportunity. Really, it's looking at our schedule. The, bu the building's busy, but we'd love to do it uh, for her. She's, you know, been such a good fighter, and she's a big part of the city here in Edmonton, and I think it would be a heck of a good event. How does the, and this is obviously more related to your past experience, how do, how do you sell the Olympic hockey tournament now that we move back? And I mean, I, I mentioned, you know, Connors, who commented on it last week, has never not seen pros in it. There is kind of a younger generation of fans who have never not seen NHLers in it. How, how do you sell this tournament now? Yeah, you know what? Uh, first of all, I'm a big fan of NHL players going. It uh, really helped grow the game in our country. And, you know, Sidney Crosby and Wayne Gretzky and, you know, Mario Lemieux, all the great players played uh, in the Olympic Games and really uh, cherished that moment and it's too bad for Connor. But there was a, a lot going on with this, and it, it was a decision that, you know, everyone came to the final conclusion it wasn't going to work. Um, you know, so now for Hockey Canada, they've got a, they've got a pretty good program together. They're going in uh, four tournaments right now. They're looking at five. They'll try to get their core uh, group of players, and uh, you know they've got a lot of uh, international experience with uh, Sean Burke as their general manager. You know, and Willie Desjardins. Uh, you know, he was head coach of the men's team when I was in uh, Hockey Canada. So, you know, and Dave King. So they they've got a lot of the right people to go out and get it. It's going to be tough for Canada, but it's the Olympic Games, you know, people will watch it, uh, but it's not, not going to be the same as, you know, best on best. Uh, best on best was very special. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and as we were talking about last week, when Connor McDavid expressed his disappointment about the NHL not being in the Olympics, he's of that age where he has never not seen that he's all he has always seen nhl players in the olympics so this is going to be totally new to him great to catch up with bob nicholson today you heard him uh, basically say without strongly committing to it they're working on it jelena mergenovic world champion boxer here in edmonton uh her 50th fight will be her next one i mean it will be in yeg Will they be able to get it into Roger's place? That would be pretty incredible. All right, you can keep texting 63630. Some people are texting reviews of the Instant Pot. That's what I love about this show. You never know where we're going to go. We are going to uh, get a pretty interesting story about a sport we don't talk about uh, a lot, but there is a pretty big event coming uh, here to uh, Edmonton and Northern Alberta. That's the Tour of Alberta, and we're going to talk to a former Commonwealth Games medalist when we get back. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. All right, so we had some comments from Cam Talbot earlier in the show. You can get more on uh, 630Ched.com about the Oil Country Championship. Wayne Gretzky weighing in on Connor McDavid becoming a uh, true legend of the game. What has to happen for that to happen? 
uh, Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Eskimos notes, no Van, no White, neither King practicing today. Looks like Ladarius Perkins will be the running back on Friday against Hamilton. Looks like Hugh O'Neill will be handling both kicking duties. Uh, that's going to be an interesting story as we move along. Number one nurse texting in saying your caller Elsie was right about the instant pot. It's great. I bought one three months ago, $169 and I'm not a rep. <laughs> Another texter says instant pot is legit. You will throw your slow cooker out. You can do stews, pulled pork, perfect ribs, perfect chicken and even cheesecake. Well, there you go. Another texter says, compelling radio. You're talking about pressure cookers, WTF. No, we're not talking about pressure cookers. We're talking about Instant Pot, which can you be used as a pressure cooker, but a whole bunch of other stuff. My God. <laughs> Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. one nothing Blue Jays leading the White Sox. It is the top of the third. By the way, you can always text 630-630. The more humorous, the better, especially at this time of year. You make me laugh, I'll probably read it. Uh, 780-496-0063 is the phone number. I love, uh, I love great sports stories, great people stories. Peter Verhessen won a uh, silver medal in cycling in the uh, Commonwealth Games in 1990 he is now with the alberta peloton association so one of the driving forces behind the tour of alberta which is set for its fifth year coming up september 1st to 4th two stages will be in edmonton and i'll uh, i'll run them down for you here in a couple minutes but i talked to peter about that commonwealth silver it was 1990 in uh, auckland new zealand that uh, won the silver medal in commonwealth games there I was uh, I raced out of Edmonton um, and was part of the national team. Raced uh, pro in the U.S. and Canada, uh, and uh, did a lot of national team projects through the years. You know, what got you into cycling? Because I, I think it might have been another sport that got into it. I'm trying to remember your story here. Yeah, I was uh, I was a hockey player. Played junior hockey in Olds for the Grizzlies there, and uh, came to university here. I'm a uh, U of A alumni, and uh, did a try out with uh, with the uh, sports that at that time it was uh, trying out biathlon and speed skating got got good at speed skating real quick from the, the hockey background and then I was encouraged a lot of the guys there said uh, you got to try cycling so got into that and and made the national team within two years and uh, yeah I had a, a really uh, jam-packed probably five or six years of cycling all over the world and and then moved on to a career and all that afterwards. Fifth year of the Tour of Alberta, how important is it that it's been established now as kind of a fixture on the calendar? Well, it's important. I, I think it's it's becoming, uh, it's kind of getting its true colors now that it's it's a real good development race for a lot of people, not just Canadians, but international riders. We've had uh, Tom Dumoulin won the Giro d'Italia this year, and uh, he was uh, uh, finished second the first year. We, ha we hosted it. Um, Peter Sagan, obviously, there's... Um, a lot of great riders that have that have been in this race who have gone on to uh, to show their colors and and it's been really good and the the Canadian teams Canadian riders are are starting to to see that you know when you perform at this race you actually can do really well internationally 
and uh, and and they show it here. So it's I think it's a great way. Like the Canadian Cycling Pierre said, it's uh, it can be a fixture of our development. In uh, we see it as as an anchor to the cycling program in Canada. What do you think of the the four stages? Looks like they found a way to get some climbs in there, even when they're in Edmonton. Yeah, uh, it, I think it it lends itself. The the hub and spoke lends itself to a circuit type race because uh, you can keep the fans in a, in an area and uh, give them a, sh a really good show. And and uh, well, the River Valley is always hard. Just depends on how many times you do it. <laughs> So. And, and just let people know what the Alberta Peloton Association that you're representing today. What do you do? Uh, we're a non-profit organization, so all of our work is volunteer. Uh, you know, our board of governors, uh, as chairman, they put a lot of time and effort into into organizing and empowering our organization to do what they do. Um, and then Scott is our CEO and, and uh, director, and he does all the hard work day to day. But uh, again, we own the race, and and we uh, we put it on year to year. And and our guess our our reason for being is to is to do the tour of Alberta, but also to develop cycling and and other events in the province. Um, you know, now that we're in the fifth year, we're starting to get a feel for. Uh, the longevity of it and and then you know there's some really other great things coming in cycling in Alberta. Well that was great to meet Peter today, Peter Verhessen of the Alberta Peloton Association so he kind of explained their role, their importance in staging the ATB Tour of Alberta. So it's September 1st to 4th. I want to go through the stages for you because uh, folks you're going to have a great opportunity to watch and it, like, it is free. You can just go up to the course and watch. You can dress up there's that guy in the Tour de France that always dresses up as Satan and runs behind the, the cyclist down the side. I don't know if he still does that, but I know he did it for several years. So September 1st, it's going to start in Jasper and wind through Jasper National Park for three loops before ascending to the Marmot Basin Ski Resort. Stage 2, so that'll be on September 2nd, will be an out-and-back road race. This is going to be on flat rural roads around Spruce Grove. It'll end with three city circuits in Spruce Grove, finishing on King Street outside Central Park. Now, Stage 3 is in Edmonton, so this is going to go uh, start and finish Windsor Park at the U of A. It'll have 11 laps, two climbs up and down the River Valley on Groat Road. So it'll be around Windsor Park and the University and north and south up and down Groat Road. And stage four, starting and finishing Churchill Square, it'll uh, go through the River Valley and downtown. That'll be 11 laps as well, and that'll determine the overall race winner. You can get more on this on 630Ched.com. I was at the news conference today, and I'll have some comments as well from Scott Fisher, who's the president and CEO of the Tour of Alberta, as we move along. Some text to 630-630. Vic says, can the instant pot kick field goals in place of Sean White? Well, it's versatile, but not that versatile, Vic. Jay says, I had some instant pot one day and immediately felt like I was in a pressure cooker. Does that count? Oh, my goodness. And uh, Chad says, $169 for the instant pot. What do people think? You make FM money? That's pretty good, Chad. That's quite funny. Jamie Sedlowski, former hockey player, former long drive champion, now going for it on the McKenzie Tour. His story when we get back. 6.30 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.